everyone. Welcome to Daisy's.Live. I am Scott. I'm Errol. And I'm Shreya. And we're here to review Bollywood TV and movies. And um, we have an announcement. We do. You are listening to Red, White, and Brown by Daisy's.Live on Radio Zindagi, 1550 AM. I'm Sundar here, Red, White, and Brown, go Daisy's.Live show for Radio Zindagi, 1550 AM for... 1550. Okay, now we have uh, three shows to review uh, today. Moral, why don't you tell us what we're going to be reviewing? Actually, not shows, Scott. All three were movies this things. week. Things. I should, yeah. you know what? I should have said things. My bad. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get started with Geheranya, which uh, dropped on on Prime on Amazon Prime on Feb eleventh. We will also review Death on the Nile, which is playing in theaters, guys. And then we will review Badaido, which is also playing in theaters right now and will make its way to Netflix soon. All right. So I guess we're starting with, and we we were playing with the pronunciation uh, before yeah. we started recording. I believe we settled on Gerahian. Did I do that right? I, oh, Scott, oh, just, Scott, why didn't you try? Uh, Gary on. <laughs> it sounds like carry on. Like, so, you know, so, yes. so, so split, split it into three parts. G-E-H-G. R-A-I-R-A-I. Y-A-A-M. Wow. It's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, you know what? I'll do the pronunciations and Scott will give us the treetop for this movie. Sounds great. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, why nice. don't you give us a 3,000 tree foot treetop level? What is this movie about? It's it's the story. It's wow. It's a we have two couples, mm -hmm. and those two couples, uh, all four people, three in particular, have a lot of secrets. Have some have some things going on in the background that um, not everyone knows about, and. There's an affair between you have boyfriend and girlfriend over here and boyfriend and girlfriend over here. And then they do, they do a little, and then things get ugly quickly. Um, I say quickly, they should have gotten ugly quickly, but since this movie was a little long, um, and then it has a, a quite an interesting ending. So a lot of secrets, some infidelity, and then of course it ends in tragedy or not so tragic tragedy, depending on how you think about the bad guy. Um, yeah, that's good. Say it again. There you go. What does that mean? What does that word mean? Depth. De oh, interesting. Oh, lots of depth this weekend or this so, week, I guess. That's depth. But do you see how her moods change with the waves of the ocean? So that was a very symbolic shot. Geraya is basically how deep, basically depth. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. we said depth. I thought we said depth, and now I sound dumb. No, no, depth. D e p t h. Okay. Yes, depth, like in the ocean. In the depth. ocean, Geraint. Yeah. All right. So, who's going to start this review? Because that's my that's my little summary of what happened. Uh, Can I go for it? Jump go in. Go for it, Will. Okay. I I think like yes, there are some parts of the movie where I don't agree with infidelity. I do not agree with going behind your partner's backs. I think that if you are hey, in a relationship, hey, morality morality is up in the air. Honestly, right. unless. You, you have you have ideas about things like this. So, you know, this is immoral. She's dating her, you know, she, she's literally sleeping with her cousin's boyfriend. Um, she shouldn't be doing it. That's, that's a moral thing. But then you walk into that same situation, you can't help. 
and then morality goes out of the window. So, so but that doesn't honest, excuse so it. I have always had this take on the fact that I think something is right or wrong for a majority of the people, right? You can't say whether it's more, like for some people it's more right and for some people it's more wrong, but for a general sense of, you know, the regular population, we have an idea of something is right and something is wrong and we'll all fall into the same same side. Like I won't say murder is wrong and Scott will not say murder is right. Like maybe I think murder is worse than greed, but Scott will be like, no, greed is worse than murder, you know, because sometimes self-defense or like, I'm not saying these are actual, Scott's actual views, but I'm saying Scott's like maybe, just situationally, it depends. Like one could be for self-defense and one might just be embezzlement. Who knows in which case? You, you, don't, you don't know the situation. Right. You, don't know, you don't know what people are, why people are making the choices they're making. Right. But I what? think like in this movie, what they try to focus on is the concept of she's not just cheating or they are not just cheating with each other for the sake of being like, oh yeah, cheating. I think they are coming to realize that they are in certain relationships for the sake of stability or for the sake of just the mm -hmm. known. And I, I yes. think that's something everyone can relate to where you have just known something for so long. So you, if you find it to be such a big struggle to pull yourself away from that. that so you're, you're in a relationship for the convenience of it because, of, because of it's, it. it's the priorities of your life. Right. But your heart and might not be in it. A lot of people are in marriages just for the heck of it, but their hearts are not there. It's the same thing. Right. And so they choose, I guess, for the most part, they decide that the easiest thing is to stay in the convenience of the relationship, but still go after what they want, which is why they are like, being infidelious in the first place they're like oh you know i want this person but this relationship is so comfortable therefore i stay in it and i don't have the conversation with the partner to be like i'm not interested in this anymore or i don't want to stay here anymore or they they don't want their that fear of the unknown is so strong that they let it happen and it comes out in the form of very realistic consequences and then they're forced to deal with it in a way where they kind of realize they're like is it better to have just had those conversations and had those situations in the first place where you leave the comfort and at least you know you're not put in put in like harsher consequences or yeah is like do did I think this was okay did I realize that something like this might have happened along the way and was I was did I genuinely in my head think that this realization was going to be better than doing that so they are kind of like battling with those odds and that concept of choice is taken away because at one point i don't want to give it away like exactly what happens to the characters but at one point they're not given the opportunity of choice anymore they're like we must deal with the consequence of our actions and here is how we choose to do with it however i will say i thought the ending was a bit cryptic and i don't know if you guys agree with me on that but i, I think it was just like the slightest bit cryptic where you needed to mm, I guess it's like maybe open to interpretation. I don't know if that's the word I'm going for. If does if someone else wants to step how far in. back? How far back? Like, what do you mean by the ending? Like the whole the, the the last the last scene of the movie. Literally the last scene. Sure, let's go with like the last scene. I, I was talking all, about like the the part where she you know she starts showing up until like a little bit. Moral, go ahead. So, um, all right, Alicia is. Um, is a character with a lot of trauma in her past. She's mm -hmm. seen her mother commit suicide. So she carries a trauma and she blames her father for it without really knowing what, why things happened. And she also blames him for loss of opportunity in her life because here she is a yoga instructor. She's trying to build an app and she's looking for funding. And she's actually supporting a boyfriend who's literally just sitting at home, writing, trying to write a book. But 
it, his book has been rejected and he's he he doesn't tell he's not honest with her about things and he's okay with literally being a freeloader and um and so you see her struggles and then there is this life that tia leads her cousin uh they all grew up together and they should have had the same opportunities but did not because tia's father sent her to america and then she, a, a whole whole bunch of opportunities open open up for her which alicia did not have so do we wait let's stop there for a second i also got the impression and i don't know if you two did but i also got the impression that tia's father either did something or was unscrupulous in his business dealings with alicia's father did you was that okay so not only that but um uh, there, there was this um combined you know the infidelity of alicia's mother mm -hmm. that became the reason why the brothers split in the first place and alicia doesn't know it but tia knows it because she saw her father's will where that house had been given to alicia but she changed her father's will she did not give it to so uh, so whereas alicia alicia is is, is in her entire world everything's wrong tia is also the one inflicting the wrong on alicia by knowing stuff and not telling her that's one secondly taking her taking her money away literally her her inheritance away now between all of that i, I think what where she connects with zen and her tia's boyfriend is the fact that they have traumatic pasts and that's how they kind of get going and then there is this chemistry between them that they just can't stop being affected by and one thing leads to another and they end up end up in a relation i mean end up sleeping with each other not in a relationship but sleeping with each other however the movie is not about that the movie is about uh, about how people deal with their priorities she was very clear that she would not take his money he forced her to take money so that he could he could be a part of her life because that's how he becomes important to her so he's trying to control her he wants her it's not that he doesn't love her he does but when it comes to his own priorities saving his business was more important than her and he does exactly that he sets his priorities right she sets his, her priorities right for her the uh, coming clean became more important than him She's okay to bust him in front of Tia. So all the priorities change when, when the dynamics of the situation change overnight. And remember, uh, her, his partner, Samir, which is Rajat Kapoor, he's brilliant. I mean, that actor, of course, the, uh, we come to the acting part of it. Even he looks at the convenience of things. He covers up for, uh, for Alicia because it works for him. So people do what works for them. Is it okay? The question is, is it, is it okay to judge people when they're doing things that work for them? I think that's, right? the bigger, that's the bigger question that the movie literally throws up. Everybody's doing what works for them. Why are we judging them? Huh. I, I think the judgment part comes in when it's, it's taking into account that I don't disagree with the fact that you should put yourself first. In fact, I think a lot of people don't do that. Um, I rarely do I ever see someone make a decision purely off of just, oh, this is how I feel. I have no rationale. It's just because I want to, I have to, it's for me. But I think it the, the, 
part where that morality comes into question is how their choices are affecting someone else. Because like they are making these choices purely off of what is going to benefit them. But then we're like, it's beneficial to them, but it's affecting someone else in another way. So at that point, you're like, is it a good way or a bad way? It's for that character to decide. And because it's so iffy, like you're like, it's good for them, but it's bad for the other person. Or you're like, it's bad for the other, or like it's good for the other person's bad for them. But like, uh, what but is really Shreya, bad? Shreya, like altering your reality bad like, or altering your own bad? Whatever you do like, in life, Shreya, you always, it will always be bad for somebody. Right, that's true. That's true. But I think so, that's, that's so exactly now the question. The question is, spectrum. do you do you become an unhappy person because it's bad for somebody else? And that's what the movie throws up, right? Right. Right. Life is loving yourself. Is is putting your priorities in front of other people's um, uh, other people's um, decisions of their lives? Because all our lives are enmeshed with decisions we take, choices we make, right? And people make choices. People make right choices. People make wrong choices. And, and every right choice for me doesn't have to be right for everybody else around. And I think that is a bigger question that the movie throws up. How much will you give in? Should Arisha have walked away? She did try to walk away from Zen and he held her back. He called, he literally walked back into her life, right? She did walk away when, when her boyfriend proposed to her, she walked away from him. But the chemistry between them was so big that she, she did not, and, and had things gone uh, perfectly fine for Zen, he would have broken up with Tia. He would have told her and broken, that's what his plan was, because he had money from somewhere else. But the moment his tables turned, the priority for him was first save myself and not worry about, not worry about Alicia at that point in time. Yeah, I thought the movie was was a little more, I thought it was just about the secrets that we keep and the way that those secrets, protecting those secrets makes us act. And I do believe that there are things that are right and there are wrong. And, and I, I don't always think that life is a zero-sum game. I don't think that every decision mm -hmm. I make is going to hurt someone. That can happen, yes. But in business, in day-to-day -day things, you can have mutually beneficial. Th so I, I looked at it more of these, everyone had a secret. The writer was probably the least interesting and the least important of the characters. He really was. He was he was just some just some guy writing a book. But of the three main characters and 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 their parents, like the de the dad and the and the, the the dead mother and the father who and, the, and Tia's father, everyone had a secret. And that secret made them do things. What will we to what extent will we go to? And then how does the secrets and how do those things build on one another? Because I think in the case of Zane, it just got, it just got crazier and crazier. It just got more and more uh, uh, complex. And finally he just had, you know, there was that scene where they're on the yacht and he fantasizes about pushing her into the water. You know, like that would just make all of my problems go away if I just could just, but in any case, and that's, that's what ends up happening to someone else. Um, that That's how I looked at it. I looked at it more of not necessarily the, subjectivity of morality but but how how our our private lives and our wants and our needs and our secrets make us act that's that's how i saw it I think in, psycho in psychology when people make themselves unhappy make decisions uh where they suffer for other people's sake is a disorder hmm. it means you yes it's a disorder that means you're codependent on other people for your happiness. it's giving you some kind of happiness but you're miserable yourself but you're doing things for other people that's a disorder in psychology by the way 
That's true. It's fun fact. I used to do research on it. I did. I did research on both the Cinderella and the savior conflicts. That was actually. This, this is, this is, this is, a, this is a psychology of people who, who, who sacrifice things for other people. It is codependency, honestly. And, and sure. what is it, I mean, there's no when sacrificing you, when it comes to people? what you're watching today, because you're watching the best. This is Red, White, and Brown by Daisy's Out Live and Radio Zindagi, 1550 a.m. After Red, Red, White, and Brown, go Radio Zindagi, 1550 a.m. for Daisy's Out Live show. And you were saying, Scott. Isn't it also a disorder when you step on people and take things away from them when, yes. you know, that were destined for them? Like when you use, when you change contracts and you hide things from people and philandering isn't that, I mean, like there's a lot of disorder in this, in the characters in this movie. I and mean, there's, true, true. okay. Yeah. True, but, 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 you know, uh, uh, when, when you look at the motivations that run people, uh, I thought every character justified their actions with the motivations they had. The characters were full in themselves. Even mm -hmm. though the movie was two hours long, the characters justified the actions that they, the, the, the characters were really well built into, into the story. All right. And I like that a lot. I also actually like the actors quite a lot. I, I did not know Ananya, yes. Pandey, yes. Ananya Pandey could act, but she acted, but Deepika Padukone carried the movie. Sidhan Chaturvedi and her chemistry, Arthur Rocks, but Divina Padukone, Alicia. She was magnificent. I agree. I agree. Um, wow. I, I will say, and, and and we haven't spent a lot of time talking about this. It was in many respects a typical Bollywood film. You know, excellent mm -hmm. shots, excellent lighting, well acted. You know, everything about it from a technical standpoint was good. Um, once again, I'm going to say it, everyone who's a bit long, in the middle in the middle of the movie, when the affair is going on between Alicia and Zane, it just went on and on. It's like, okay, it's really fun watching two pretty people have this affair for about five minutes. But my God, I mean, it just, that, mm -hmm. that part of the movie could definitely have been shortened and we all would have gotten it. We all would have understood what the deal was. I think um, the storytelling of Bollywood, as I have grown older... I have come to learn that it seems like a lot of the times the directors or the writers want to hit the higher end of, of the screen time. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I look at the movie, I'm like, this is great written, but I don't, I don't think you needed two hours to do it. I think an hour and a half was fine, but it seems like they kind of make it so that it's yeah. longer. And I haven't exactly understood like why they do that. Maybe it's because it's, like, uh, it's data economic reasons. It's okay. data. No, not economic. Oh. It's data. Uh, longer longer movies make people sit longer hours to watch. So the time um, time to watch, which is a metric, how, how many hours ha has this child being watched increases, especially oh. on, on web releases, that's one. <laughs> Secondly, okay. data shows that longer content has more viewers. Second, so, and more the more characters you put into into so there's data that said eight or more characters on screen at any point in time give you more audience so so let's is that see, data is, do we trust data. that data I'm just, I'm just coding data do we Literally. trust the data is that data guys we need to run some more of our own tests right yeah, now. No, this, yeah. this is this is these are studies done by by data companies so. okay media right. media research data companies so this is this is what came off it, but but yes, I thought I thought the movie was racy, Chris. The music was actually pretty good. Um, literally, I thought I thought I thought the score was pretty good. 
Um, it was a bit long, but the direction was really good. The actors were phenomenal, and the story kind of. I, I felt I felt it was it was a it was a well written story. It it mm. required somebody to be very very intelligent to look beyond the sex, beyond what you know, beyond this behavior, right. beyond, beyond you know a lot of a lot of uh, critics when they said oh too much too much use of the f word this that whatever. There, there was a lot of that though. It, 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 I don't know how valid it is as a as a criticism, but my God, they were dropping the f bomb left and right. They were. No, but 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 uh, but Scott, um, I have friends who live in Bombay in this strata of society. This is how they talk. Oh, he literally <laughs> bought. He li literally the director Shakun Batra bought that lingo in, and people people literally talk like this. You know what yeah. I will say? I have some doubts about. Um, just like for one minute discussion, because I know we are of course wrapping up our segment. That Wikipedia thing that I saw definitely made me question how this movie was coming across to the Indian audiences, right? So for example, say I'm about to come off as very backwards for like the way I am thinking, but like follow along for a second. If you are someone who lives in a, in a populated city in India and you are just coming to terms with these ideals, you know, um, or at least you have some idea, let's say you're in Delhi, let's say you're in Bombay, um, and you have this idea of, yes, like this is how relationships work, they're push-pull, like, uh, you know, people have desires and whatnot. Now, let's say you're taking a step back and you live just a little bit outside of those really nice metropolitan areas or metropolitan to their sense. It's just a, just a smidge outside those places, right? Are those audiences, which is a majority of like what India is, are they understanding this movie? Because this movie is not made for them. This is this is exactly how people reacted when Zindagi Milegi Nadubara, where you know friends go to Spain to spend time. Um, that story of friendship right. when Dil Chata, which is which is in, which which is now you know one of the classics of Bollywood. So, so the stories having told about. A different this is a very different strata of the Indian society might be one percent mm -hmm. but it's like you know we ma we made an entire series on succession which tells us the story of that top one percent of American population um, of course the rest of the people uh, don't live those lives it doesn't mean the story cannot be told right and it's the same thing here the story has to be told depending on depending on the creative license that the storyteller has the story needs to make sense to people for for which audience it's been made it's not made for the audience that only look at the sex part of this it's not for them it's not palpable to, to them because they don't understand that beyond all what they're seeing on screen is a deeper story of of choices of decisions mm -hmm. of how people set priority to themselves and right. and how how people how people love themselves more than they love others so 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 it's it's a story of human emotions and and how entanglement and how 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 people are people are not clean right. people are mixed bag and it just presents that mixed bag so no uh, it might not work for people outside of uh, urban areas in india uh, it might not work for everybody, but then, you know, if, if you, it, it's not meant for everybody. So I think it has a very clear audience. And this guy, Shakun Batra, his earlier movie was a movie called Kapoor and Sons. And if you haven't watched it, 
if you haven't watched it, that's again a story of two brothers and you know, beautifully done movie, amazingly done movie again. Um, with Rishi Kapoor playing the grandfather. And it's funny, it's nice, it's a slice of life. Is that movie for everybody? No, it's not for everybody. It doesn't have to be. All right. And with that, I think I think it's uh, I think we've covered this and and I'm I'm comfortable in saying that this is a definite go. This is a this is an enjoyable movie. It's got a, like I said, it's a bit long, but other than that, it's well done, very interesting. Uh, it, it explores a lot of themes as we discussed. There's pretty people. I mean, what, there's shots of the ocean. I mean, what more could you want? We, do we all agree? It's a, it's a thumbs up, it's a go? It's a thumbs up, yes. Hi, I'm Sujata Day, and I'm the writer, actor, producer, director of Definition Please, and you're listening to me on Live. Daisies.live. This is Scott. I'm back here with Moral and Shreya, and we just got done uh, giving a very positive review of... Gerahian. Yes. Wow. There's two. There, there are two pronunciations for you. Um... And now we, we're going to turn our attention to uh, which movie, Moral? Death on the Nile, which oh, is boy. a whodunit. And we can give away a lot, but we're going to slice and dice it. Is, is this the, this is, if I understand correctly, this is a, an updated version of Hercule Poirot. Is that, okay. Absolutely. It's a continuation of the 2017 Murder on the Orient Express. Oh. Gather Chris, you know, Kenneth Branagh, who directed and wrote that as well. He has this entire desire to create a Agatha Christie universe. And this is an addition to the Agatha Christie universe. Okay. So uh, what did you think? Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. I have to tell you, I went with, a, with very high expectations because it seemed like half of... Half of you know, uh, Hollywood Avenue was literally in the yes. movie. There were some high, yes, yeah, some what big is stars, this list? big names. Kenneth Branagh, Gal Gadot, Arnie Hammer, even though he had that, you know, sex, sexual yeah. scandal. Yeah, that weird. His yes, name, but he was there. And it didn't help that he was this guy who got enamored and jumped his, it didn't, his character in the movie didn't help take that entire incident out of our heads. Then uh, Sophie Okonedo, then Leticia Wright, Emma Mackey, Tom Bateman, uh, Annette Binet, and Ali Fuzzle. Remember from Mirzapur? Of course. Um, Russell Brand, Rose Leslie, Jennifer Saunders, Dawn French. Okay, who's left? <laughs> Maybe The Rock at this point. But The Rock has taken over every movie that's been made in the past, like, what, three years? Yeah, so he, he you know, was, by the way, of uh, a trivia, The Rock and Deepika Padukone did a movie together. Alicia and what? Me. Which one? Um, I think it was X. Uh, what was the movie called? X Sander. The last one that Rock did. Deepika was in the movie. So did you're telling me that. Dwayne the Rock Johnson has pretty much just like done um, every movie that has been produced in the last five years. He's played some kind of titular role and he's done it with practically every single person that is like alive on this planet. You're just like, hey, you want to be in a movie with me? Let's go. Yeah, that's what she's saying. And he's still a pretty cool guy. So he is. He is. The, yeah. Yep. All right. So getting back to Death on the Nile. Okay, no one so is left. Is... Everyone else, Dwayne Johnson aside, everyone is in this movie. 
Yeah, and? I, I miss Brad Pitt and George Clooney, but they must have been busy with their own movies. That's why he couldn't get them, but everybody else. So there is, by the way, a lot of diversity and inclusion in this movie. There are yes. brown people, there are black people, there are white people. So that, uh, that we have to give this movie that, but, oh my God, it, it is insufferable, insufferable. The movie starts with this entire backstory of her Kupora's mustache. Why does he have it? So there are some, you know, there are some, you know, um, um, shots of him in World War One and, and establishing the backstory of his mustache and why, and also establishing the reason as to why he's so sharp and smart, literally. And then, Fast forward to London in 1937, and this ha happens. Poirot enters a party where Arnie Hammer and his uh, his girlfriend, played by um, Sil um, um, Emma McKay, they they're dancing. It's it's an athletic, uh, sensual dance, and then Gal Gadot. That is the scene that you'll go home with. Literally, the entry of Gal Gadot into that party. She is Anna McKay's cousin. And the moment uh, Anna McKay's, uh, Arnie Hammer, who's Anna McKay's uh, boyfriend, fiance, sees Gail, he dumps her and marries. <laughs> Why honestly, is this always a thing? Honestly. Like everybody I mean, who sees Gal Gadot, just like, she's like the lady in the red dress kind of thing. Oh my yeah, God, her, well, her entire... I mean, um, her entire entrance, I told you, the, the entire entrance of Galadol into the movie, uh, oh my God, wow. She's a model, she was a model too, so she really knows. I mean, this is going to sound weird, but she knows how to walk. Right, it's very it, Sharia. You you know, it's it's not just you were telling us before about about walking and right. It's just it's don't not. Understand walk training yeah, exactly. is exactly. No, it's, it's just uh, the way she looks illegal. I believe he it. looks regal in this metallic silver gown, and the way the the, the the way it's shot is like, oh god, I want to go home with just this one scene from this movie. I don't want to forget everything else that happened. Tattooed on your eyeballs. Totally. So, so that is one scene that you definitely go home with. And then, of course, uh, they get married. Um, Ari Hammer and Yandanov's characters get married. And wait, then, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. So he dumps his girlfriend right then and there that he was going to propose to. He sees Gal and Gal's like, you know what? This guy who just dumped his girlfriend for me, he sounds like the perfect man to marry. And she says, totally, yes. Totally. And they get married. They fall in love and they get married. And wow. then the murder happens. So murder happens on the honeymoon trip, where, by the way, uh, Hercule Poirot, of course, wherever this guy is, this, this sharp detective with the mustache is, a murder has to happen. And so, boom, the murder happens. And we can't give away the rest of the story, but that's where, you know, Tom Bateman and Anna Bending, they're all characters on the CGI trip on the Nile, literally. And that's the story of death on the Nile. What was so bad about it? I mean, like, you I'll hated tell you something. They were amazing actors in the movie, but none of them were used. They barely had scenes. Ali Fazel barely had scenes. Russell Brand had. Well, what the hell what, what were they doing there in the first place? They so were solving just, the death on the Nile. They were all suspects, right? So they were oh, with a like clue. Huh. Literally. So so Tom Bateman had nothing to do. Anna Benning had nothing to do. Russell Brand had nothing to do. Ali Fazel had nothing to do. Jennifer Saunders, Don Fred, they absolutely had nothing to do. 
So House of Beverly Hills is sitting there on this cruise on the Nile, and they absolutely have nothing Hmm. Except okay. like, on this honeymoon trip where everybody was invited. All right, so underutilized Why was everyone invited talent. to a honeymoon? Yeah, like what? Okay, uh, was it just it when they were acting? This rich uh, Arnie Hammer character, his name is Simon Doyle in the movie. Um, that's, that's what he decided. Um, we're going to throw a party, uh, you know, here, and we're going to invite the the, uh, the detective with the mustache so that if I drop dead, <laughs> if someone drops dead, he knows how to find who did it. So all right, so I'm still not I'm you, still not getting it. Funny. I'm still not getting it. Is it is it okay? So the, the talent was underutilized. Was it when they were in the scenes? Was it badly acted? Was the tension of the story terrible? Was it technically a problem? Or like could you see the boom mics? Like what why did you hate it so much? Okay, I'll tell you. The story takes too long to take off. Okay. So by the time it takes off, you lost your interest totally. Okay. I completely, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep. And by the time I wake up, probably the murder would have happened, right? So you know what's going to happen because Hercule Poirot is there. And, you know, wherever he is, a murder sure. happens. Um, so I'm waiting for the murder and nothing happens for a very long time. And then all these amazing actors are just filled in for the heck of filling them into the cast. Got it. Okay. Because they I don't mean, have anything to do. And that's really frustrating because you know they can deliver much more than what they're doing out there. That's second. Thirdly, there's nothing interesting. You understand? You understand uh, how do you make this mm -hmm. interesting? What is, the, what is the trigger? What's the twist? What's the hook? I get it. And like I said, I think it definitely just sounds like a story of it's like a live action version of the game, game Clue. Exactly. You know, it could have been a game. Clue. It could have been a game, literally. Mm -hmm. It would have yeah. been better for him to make a game. So, okay. yes, that's where that's where I felt that um, uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was just just doesn't justify your time at the theaters. OK, okay. I have wow. a question for you, too. Um, remember when we watched Red Notice? And you two were like, man, it's like the worst thing out there. Like, why would anyone make that? I'm not going to lie. I watched Red Notice and I chuckled. Like, well, no, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. No, no, no. I, I, I was very clear about it was dumb, but I really enjoyed it. It was like popcorn yes. dumb fun. Okay. Yeah. Is it one of those? It, it is, it's not. You don't enjoy <laughs> it because nothing happens it's for not a that. very long time. I mean, are you interested in the backstory of his mustache? Maybe because it is Maybe. quite a, it's I an mean, exquisite it's mustache. Correctly. Yeah, but, but for how long? Right, exactly. Five minutes. Not, not for 30 minutes, right? Come and on, 30. tell us the backstory of your mustache, but it you must a, take three hours minimum. It is a long movie. It's 127 minutes. It's more than two hours of this happening where, where such amazing actors in the cast have literally nothing to do. Okay, well, I, so this is a, a hard no, correct? It has all the diversity that you can ask of a Hollywood movie, but oh my God, the story, I wish there were some twists into the, the excitement of a whodunit just didn't happen for me. That's an unforgivable sin. Right, the whodunits, mm -hmm. that's, they're supposed to be that's fun. That's unforgivable for an Agatha Christie written. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. Hi, this is Bobby Bjorn, and you're watching me on Live. My movie Love Ghost is releasing on the 25th of Feb. So please download the app Z5 Global so you can enjoy my movie at your own peace and time.
Daisy's not live. This is Scott. I'm here with Shreya and Maral, and we just got done panning Death on the Nile. Um, just not a lot of positive things to say about it. So we are going to move on. And Maral, what are we going to talk about next? We are going to talk about this movie called Badai Do, which released in theaters uh, this Friday, like yesterday. And I actually were telling you, if you were just telling your buddies what this movie was about, treetop. 30,000 foot view. What, what is it? You know it? what you should be telling your buddies about? Our show, Red, White, and Brown by Live on Radio Zindagi, 1550 AM. I've seen Red, White, and Brown code, Daisy's Door Live per Radio Zindagi, 1515 AM per. And we're all take it away. All right. So this story is about two individuals. There is Shardul, who is Rajkumar Rao, your favorite actor, Scott, and Bhumi Benegar. Her name is Sumi. And these two are closeted gay people, right? And they live in a small town called Dehradun, which is like near the hills in Missouri, beautiful little place, actually pretty progressive place because uh, the best schools in India are in that area. So progressive place, but, but really a small town. And they are closeted and they can't tell their families that they don't, they like same gender people. And the families, of course, you know, the normal Indian families, intrusive, nosy, in their in, in their faces, <laughs> in their affairs, the, no, no, no boundaries whatsoever. So they try to get uh, both of them, they're trying to get both of them married. So this story is going on, that story is going on. And one fine day, they meet and they realize they're both um, gay. So they decide amongst themselves that let's get married. Let's have a lavender wedding. We won't tell anybody and you can live your life, I can live my life, and nobody will ever come to know. Uh, we'll stay in the closet as we are, and, you know, uh, the families will get off our back. So they get married just to do that, and they, they, they buy a place, uh, they actually rent a place very far away from their families outside the city area. He's a cop, and she's a physical training uh, teacher, and and they rent a place away from the city so that they can live their lives. At that point in time, Sheridan, which is Rajkumar Rao's character, is dating a guy. He's been, um, and and this girl doesn't have a date. I mean, she's broken up with her her her, her girlfriend. And you know, they're kind of they have people on their gaydar, but they they kind of not. She's not sure who, and he breaks up with his boyfriend, and he's not sure who. So they kind of keep meeting people uh, on their gaydar, and then. This girl meets, um, Sumi meets somebody that she falls in love with, and that girl moves in with them as a roommate. <laughs> and by then, a year has 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 gone past the marriage. Sounds like Three's company so far. It sounds like the- so, and, and they totally, I mean, they live like roommates. They're splitting expenses. They, they, they don't, they, they, they literally do whatever they do just do to the ropers come in and interrupt? Is there no, the regal beagle? What happens? what happens here is this. The families get worried. Okay, one year off. Why aren't they having no kids? No baby. That's right. Okay. Oh, yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, how are they going to hide not having kids? Yep, yep, So yep. he lies to his family telling them, oh, she can't because she has issues. So they are so intrusive <laughs> and nosy. They drag her to the doctor <laughs> and they get her tested. And then they're like, okay, there's something wrong here. They're probably not sleeping with each other properly. Okay, mom, go live Wait. with them so that you make sure that they get into oh so in their lives. And I How swear awful. to God, Indian society at its, I mean, 
it, it's such a it's such a take on the Indian society where while growing up, you tell girls and boys not to mingle with each other. And the moment you get married, then everybody's in your face saying, why aren't you having, why aren't you being intimate? Why don't you have babies yet? Seriously, the questions that the family's asking them are questions that nobody should ask anybody. They just, they're just in their lives. They're so nosy that they even kind of try to determine how they're going to literally sleep together, literally. Wow. So the mother starts living with them and somehow the guy's like, all right, uh, he meets somebody, by the way, a lawyer, um, and he falls in love, they fall in love and they start dating each other. So he's dating somebody, she's dating somebody and the mother is living with them. And because the mother's living with them, the girlfriend has to leave. And then the entire scene, it's funny as hell. It's funny as hell. The situations are funny. The people are funny. The actors are phenomenal. It's real raw. And then what happens is the mother has to leave and she misses her train and she comes back and she catches the, the daughter-in-law <laughs> in oh bed boy. with her girlfriend. Well, oh boy. And shit falls through the roof. <laughs> and this is the story of what happens when two closeted people cannot go tell their parents and the parents think it's a disease and you know literally yeah, the, sure, right. the entire yep, yep. let's cure you. Yeah. How, you you're so you're you're so you know untrue you're so you lied to us about about this disease that you have and how these people really take a stand for themselves and move on with their lives so it is a very well-told story in india um though homosexuality is not a crime but was, uh, same gender marriages is still unlawful so um their adoption application comes through and how they and their partners together adopt a baby, literally. So it's a very forward-looking movie. I don't think um, uh, I, 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 the story is phenomenally told. At no point in time um, does the story sermonize it. It's, it's just the story of their lives. There are no big lectures. There are no, th there's no demeaning of anybody. They respect the way the people think, but it's a way forward to change the way people think about same gender um, relationships, uh, sapphic relationships. And I loved the movie. The, the story was, I mean, even though it is, it's more than two hours, it's almost 147 minutes, but very well told, not, a frame that wasn't required. Uh, and throughout the movie, I swear, you keep watching the movie without taking attention off it because it's funny. It's it's satirical, funny, it's engaging, it's emotional, all at the same time. And it's a very well-told story. All right, excellent. Um, yeah, okay. But interesting, Rajkumar Rao, once again, in an, in a in a movie that touches on a very um, timely, difficult subject of about relationships, sexuality, childbearing, uh, marriage, you know, women's rights, etc. There's a, he's 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 in a lot of very interesting movies in that sphere. Very interestingly put together the story, uh, and you know what I really love: such, such stories can become preachy. Because you're trying to change the True. society, right? Yes. yes. Not one dialogue is preaching. Yeah. Not one dialogue. He ultimately tells his family that he's gay when he gets triggered about how they are talking about her.
Hi, I'm Rajiv Sathyam. I'm a comedian and a host. I am Indian. And I'm American. So this show will tell the story of Indians in America. I live right here in Los Angeles, the home of Warner Brothers, Disney, and now Funny Indian Productions. My guest picks a game, then we play it. So enjoy. What do you bring to the table? Namaste, everybody. This is comedian Rajiv Satyal, and you are watching me on Daisies.Live. Daisies.Live, this is Scott, and I'm back here with Moral and Shreya. We just got done giving a very enthusiastic review of Badai Do. And you were telling me, Moral, uh, earlier that when you were in the theater, you saw a trailer that you Absolutely, really which was, which really, really surprised me because this is a trilogy this movie is a trilogy it's one of the biggest movies in terms of budgets uh, actors being produced and it's taken a very long time for the first um first sequence of this movie to come out and it's going to release in september 9 9 2022 but the teasers of the movie were playing in the theater in feb who does it Literally. Wait, which which movie it's called brahm astra it stars Amitabh Bachchan, Ranbir Kapoor, Alia Bhatt. And it's been, it's in an Ayan Mukherjee movie, the story of Shiva and Lord Shiva. And it is, the, the trailer is amazing. By the way, I posted that, uh, that entire teaser on our uh, social media platform, Daisy's Live Gram on Insta and Daisy's Live on Twitter. Okay, we're looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to next week, but we had a great time this week. It was a lot of fun as usual. Thank you everyone for listening. This is Daisies.Live, red, white, and brown. I'm Scott. And I'm Shreya. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. When the night is so young.